Welcome to the Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy podcast. My name is Juanica Oberhuber, and I'm your host. My guest today is Chancellor Jackson. Hi. What's going on, family? Blessings and balance to you. Blessings and balance to everyone that's tuning in. Shout out to y'all. Y'all the real MVPs. So I'll, I'll start with a big question that I like to ask my guests when they come on for the first time on the show. So how did you come to see the world the way you do today? Um, just, man, just life, you know what I'm saying? Life in general, um, just everything that I've obtained along my journey, <laughs> this 27 year journey, um, definitely uh, playing football, definitely sharp, sharpened and fine tuned me to, you know what I'm saying? into the individual that I am. And then of course, um, just the spiritual practices that I perform and, uh, you know what I'm saying? Just my beliefs in spirituality in general. Um, I feel like it definitely plays a role in the way I go about living and you know what I'm saying? Definitely how I view the world. And um, I say, I got it from my father. My father was always a, a free thinker and questioned everything. So, um, him instilling, it was just planting small seeds when I was a child, um, just about just history and questioning certain things. It later, later transcribed, it came into fruition around my junior year in college. And that's when my spiritual awakeness truly begun and, um, just yearned for tr the truth. You know what I'm saying? True history, um, hidden, uh, misconstrued history, um, just things that, you won't really learn in any type of grade school or, you know what I'm saying, curriculum. Um, so definitely uh, it, it, it started with pops, you know what I'm saying, planting those seeds and then those seeds sprouted and blossomed <laughs> for sure. That's, that's wonderful that your father was able to instill this need to go deeper. And look further. I think that's really wonderful. So, how did that develop? What what happened once you started having these awakenings, these recognitions of you need to go deeper? What what did you discover? Well, the first piece that I like, I felt would you know what I'm saying expose or help me bridge the gap that I was trying to you know what I'm saying get over was you know what I'm saying learning history. I feel like history, I feel like something in the history that we, you know what I'm saying, we don't really know about. And I really, it's a lot that we don't know. And I just feel like it's more out there. And one of my, I was having this conversation with one of my friends. He was like, hey, bro, you should watch this documentary called Hidden Colors. Um, and it's, a, it's just a big documentary. They got like five series, but um, it pretty much starts from the beginning of time, human existence on planet Earth, all the way up until current times. And it just touches on all the history that, people of color played a huge, huge role in that you will never, ever know about. Um, and after watching that series, I was like, okay. You know so I knew it was more out there and this definitely done confirmed it. So now it's like me going to uh, just living life every day or just day-to-day -day basis. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm looking at it from a whole completely different lens. And especially now, you know what I'm saying? And this was junior year of college. So the rest of my time in college, you know what I'm saying? Definitely um intrigued me to push me to uh 
take let's take some anthropology classes let's take some sociology classes let's really dive deeper into this you know what i'm saying this this system that and this matrix that we you know what i'm saying you live in and see just just expose it for real <laughs> that's it just trying to make sense of everything it's like well everything they done told us once before i can't trust that so it's like man i gotta just try to figure it out for myself yeah that's really really important and i, I believe you probably crossed the book europe and the people without history right i think it's eric wolf or something who wrote it an anthropologist i studied anthropology so i i fully can follow your your identification of how deep that goes and i and i particularly love to find out about you know different cultures and their also their beliefs and their discoveries of how deep you can go in your consciousness religion and consciousness studies is so so vast so you probably delved into that as well yeah it was uh like the basic like very it was uh, like an elective essentially so it was like intro to anthropology or like anthropology one-on-one like the very first um lesson of it um so yeah and it definitely opened my eyes and i even took a class called gender studies and it's learning about just how gender that whole <laughs> genre of just you know what I'm saying of the matrix and how that plays a factor and it was just crazy it's like man i'm like man this is information that needs to be taught in schools like this is the discussions we need to be having in schools versus <laughs> atoms and proton, pro, <laughs> protons and neurons and all you know what i'm saying pre-calc and all of you know what i'm saying you only unless that's something that you plan on like pursuing as far as a career then for sure but like far as like stuff like that those are life skills and i feel like that's far more pivotal than you know what i'm saying a lot of the curriculum always <laughs> was based in uh uh in our education curriculums for sure without a doubt and definitely traveling will help you uh learn just as much you know what I'm saying without you having to take all these classes man just go see the world and <laughs> see how all see all the differences that lie on this planet from man we could take it from america to from the east to the west coast of america north from the south of america and everything in between drastically different and now we're taking it from america and comparing it to uh ghana now we're comparing uh, america to Canada, which is right up there. We're comparing America to Saudi Arabia. You know what I'm saying? It's so, these are drastically different places. And everywhere in between these places, it's drastically different. So it's like, I don't, with all that being said, no one can say they have the blueprints or know the right or wrong way on how to live life because life is lived drastically different everywhere you go. Um, so yeah, man. Definitely, man, expose yourselves to just the differences out there, and you'll be surprised how much you learn about you. You know what I'm saying? And then, of course, in life, you know what I'm saying, about life in general. Yeah, that, that's really very important to open up, right? To open your minds and to open your experiences to the vastness of what it means to be human. Well, let's let's go a little deeper into your experiences. So you were speaking of traveling. 
do you have any takeaways from all that traveling that you did and all the experiences you had and how one can reduce one's prejudices because I don't think anyone is capable of being totally prejudice free unless I don't know what <laughs> maybe that is possible but I haven't seen it myself yet so how did you reduce prejudices that were there before what prejudices did you have right and that needed correction yeah I feel like me being American um I feel like Americans are very, very self-censored and we feel like the world revolves around us. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're exposed to numerous different forms of uh, foreigners here in America. But again, it's just this sense of like, okay, these folks in our house, you know what I mean? It ain't really, they got to get with our program and it's on that type of time. Far as Americans, being on the front foot of being a foreigner, you know what I'm saying, being in the place where you not, you don't look like the, the vast majority of the people here. You don't speak a lick of their language, or you probably do just a pinch of it, but not fully in depth, you know what I'm saying? Okay, now you see how small you really are. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> like, we have so many misconceptions about each other, unless we truly or truly passionate or you know what I'm saying curious about another group of people you know what I'm saying another race of people that we go and research everything about them but how many people are actually doing that to not written it ain't too many people are actually doing that so all we know is just stereotypes what we see in the media so it's like that's all we know when it comes to you know what I'm saying just other people until you actually go over there and then you can see for yourself what is what it really is um and then what it really isn't and I feel like um, that's why a lot of the differences and the issues we have in this world is just because a uh, lack of exposure, a lack of understanding, uh, a lack of just uh, not willing to hear, you know what I'm saying, learn or, you know what I'm saying, uh, take the time out to, you know what I'm saying, study a little bit of this group of people, you know what I'm saying, and, those, and their differences. Um, we just feel like, you know what I'm saying, the world is ours. and. Um, that's why when I went to China, it was just a mind-boggling experience because it's like I've never got to experience being like the new person or like a fresh face. In school, I once I started, I finished it. So kindergarten, fifth grade, I was at the same elementary school. You know what I'm saying? I went to the same middle school, I went to the same high school, went to the same college. I wasn't doing a bunch of transferring and all that, so I never really got, got to see what it was like to be somebody completely new. College, I got a, a, I got a, a taste of it. But it's like, okay, I done got recruited in here with 40 other freshmen. So in essence, we all in the same boat. It ain't like it's just I'm the all ball out. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until China, that's when I was like, okay, man, the sense of comfort and um security you have, just you know what I'm saying, walking on your own turf, no matter where you are in America, you know what I'm saying, you definitely gonna feel you're gonna feel comfortable. Cause one, even though the people might not look like you, man, you know you can at least talk to these people. That's not the case in China. These folks don't look like you, and you can't talk to these people. And um, you know the culture is drastically different. You know what I'm saying? How they go about everything is drastically different. So it's like you have to do a lot of readjusting, a, a lot of unlearning and relearning. You know what I'm saying? You got to deprogram yourself. Um, you and all these stereotypes we have of each other. You think, okay, I'm gonna go over here 
it's gonna be like this, it's gonna be like this, it's gonna be like this. Oh, well, damn, that's not really the case. Oh, this isn't the case either. Damn, where are we getting all these stereotypes from? I really sound ignorant as hell. You know what I'm saying? Now that I'm actually open here and I'm exposed to it, it's like, okay. But then I, you can see the ignorance in these people when it comes to us. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, that's why it's, it's man, it's a lot, for real, for real. <laughs> it's a lot, man. Did you get to a point where you felt welcome or did this feeling of not fitting in persist throughout your stay in China? Oh yeah, I definitely felt welcome. Really once I got settled in, like we moved into our apartment, everything, you know what I'm saying? We getting our money rolling in now. Oh yeah, it's lit. Best experience ever, you know what I'm saying? The people were nice, I'm talking about Incredibly nice, best customer service I've ever received, hands down. You know what I mean? And that's just them doing their job, them taking pride in their work. You know what I'm saying? That's just because how that's how they are as a people. Very um, just uh, hard workers. Very very hard workers. You know what I'm saying? And um, so it, I definitely felt felt welcomed. Of course, I'm out there to teach English. I enjoyed working at my school that I was at. You know what I'm saying? My staff really, really eased me into teaching. Like they very, they walked me through it. You know what I'm saying? So that was a smooth process. Um, and then just just exploring and experiencing Beijing outside of just you know what I'm saying work and stuff. Just out and out and about. Definitely always had just great experiences. Never really had no drama. None of that until, of course, you know what I'm saying, 14 days of Beijing. But <laughs> that's a whole different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Area then, but everything else, man, copacetic, copacetic, man. Chinese people are, are, are nice people, so solid people for sure. Yeah, you, you might want to describe that experience that you had, like you wrote, wrote about in your books, right? Or in your book, I think it's one book, right? Yeah, so, um, uh, so, of course, I don't, you know what I'm saying, I'm in China, loving every bit of it, you know what I'm saying, exploring, meeting new people, you know what I'm saying, just living my best life. And then um, about six months into the journey, I get arrested on April 4th, 2019. And I honestly don't know what my specific charges were, because none of that was explained to me, but I know I just got caught. Um, Pretty much, I got just got caught smoking. Essentially, well, I didn't get caught smoking. I failed the drug test, and now um, they done found everything else uh, that I had in the apartment, and I confiscated it. Um, then drove me around from precinct to precinct, and you know, what I'm saying, just locked me into this all metal chair that looks like an electric chair to do my official interrogation. You know, what I'm saying, hours been passed. And now I'm actually at the facility where I'm housed, and um, I'm locked up 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 15 men to one cell, nine wooden beds, um, three soups a day. And literally all I had was one plastic bowl and one plastic spoon for 14 days. Nothing was explained to me whatsoever in regards to how the process works, how the jail operates, how long I'm going to be here. None of that. I'm just here. To, I'm here to tell y'all I did 14 days and you get the gist of that as you're reading it. Um, 
but yeah, once I'm released, um, I'm deported from the country immediately. And then I come back to America, I'm back to square one all over again, trying to figure out what's going to be next. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to bounce back from this bit of adversity I faced and um, just stay resilient and stay down and continue to just, or I just fell into just different endeavors, trying different things. And now, you know what I'm saying? I got a lot going on, wear a lot of different hats. Yeah, I think you speak about love very affectionately. You want to go into that? Yeah, so um, I also wrote two additional books. Um, and all three books is a part of the series. So it's really telling one long story, ideally. And um, But the other two books are a romance saga titled You Love, You Learn, and Real Love Never Dies. And it's pretty much... Uh, about a man's first step towards gaining emotional intelligence and uh, real love never dies brings everything full circle as far as touching on what took place like what i was on in china before those 14 days and then of course what took place after those infamous you know what i'm saying two weeks um but yeah yeah so that's uh that's what the, that's essentially what the series is about and um in a perfect world you love you learn is the prequel then you got 14 days and then it's real love never dies. So that's how it's, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's pretty much set up. Um, even though I released them <laughs> completely different than that, you know what I'm saying? That's just how the storyline goes. But um, yeah, man, got some romance novels out there too. So y'all tap in with those. Um, let's go into the spiritual part of the whole thing. So you were saying, Real love never dies. Now, what is real love? How do you define that? Um, I feel like real love is something that is genuine. Um, is something that really any can't even really put into words. You know what I'm saying? At least it ain't enough words to describe it. You know what I'm saying? This is this feeling that um security, um, comfort, vulnerability, um, affection, um, commitment, uh, man, selflessness is just, it's, <laughs> it's real love is just something that is, it could be a drug too. You know what I'm saying? It could be a high of a lifetime. Um, and it can definitely heal as well as destroy. <laughs> too, you know what I'm saying? So, um, real love is—it's it's, gonna be good and bad that come with it, but can't get too high, can't get too low. You know what I'm saying? Stay even keel, and enjoy the—you know what I'm saying—all that love has to offer, and watch how much you grow. Okay, in the Course in Miracles, the topic of love is very important. But it's not the, the love that you just described. It's, it's, it goes with something else. So it also says we are love. That's who we are. That it's perfect. That it never changes. And that, and so we all we all have that in us. And we we just need to let let go of all the misperceptions in order to experience that consistently. So we have all these myths. We are 
attached to our perceptions. We need to let go of that and recognize who we actually are. And that, that includes the idea that we all are um, infinitely loved and safe in the mind of God, right? And things like that. So there's no, we are equal. We are all equal and we are all infinitely valuable. Facts and first step, you gotta learn your learn to love yourself. You know what I'm saying? Can't love nobody else until you learn until you love yourself first. Um, so, and that's gonna take time to do if you ain't there yet, <laughs> for sure. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna take some time to do, but once you learn to love yourself, um, then you will be able to truly give and receive love. Yeah, and another big topic in the Course in Miracles is forgiveness. Now, it doesn't mean that you forgive something that that someone else did that was wrong. So that doesn't make sense. You know, in the terms of Course in Miracles, that you are forgiving basically your misperceptions and and recognizing the truth of the matter, which is that all of us are innocent. Everyone is innocent. Everyone is holy. Everyone is complete. And so there's there's the option of having a holy relationship. And the other option is the special relationship, but that is not one that lasts and is not real. It's not based on truth. You said holy innocence? Um, yeah, I can, I can, I can see that for sure. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. I really ain't got no comment for that, <laughs> but you got to feel like you hit the nail right on the head for sure. So let's say... Let's talk about forgiveness because I'm sure that's a very important topic in your life, especially after having had those 14 days of unexplained incarceration. You, you must have went through something where you learned to let go of those anger that, or whatever else came out that despair. I don't know, many, many different feelings I'm sure were involved. And that's untransformed in you because otherwise you wouldn't say the um sequel to that is real love never dies so there must have been something in you that stayed stable and kept you focused on on the value of being yourself right oh for sure you know what i'm saying never let no hard time humble us that's in quotes of nipsey hustle um i definitely you know what i'm saying the whole 14 day experience was something that I knew I went through it for, you know what I'm saying, X, Y, and Z. I made a choice, and from that choice, these are the repercussions from it. All right, for sure. I can hold myself accountable to that. I still felt like it was a lot more reasoning for, you know what I'm saying, me being going through that situation. Like, okay, you know what I'm saying, I made it, yeah, I understand that, but I'm like, I feel like it's deeper. You know what I'm saying? What am I truly, truly supposed to take away 
from this experience are like, what am I supposed to do with it? You know what I'm saying? I know I'm supposed to do something with it. I have no clue what. Um, and just, so I was never really, you know what I'm saying? I, was, I really wasn't even hard on myself. Like, just, damn, you stupid, bro. You, you know what I'm saying? You messed up here. I'm like, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? There's no point of crying over spilled milk. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, there's nothing we can do about that. I control what we can't control. As far as that, that's just me. How I'm choosing to look at the situation and just, you know what I'm saying, how my, you know what I'm saying, my thought process is, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I can say crowd spill milk, but that's, that's not going to bring any good out of it. So um, I'm always been a positive individual. I've always been like that. So I'm thinking of solutions, but like, well, okay, moving forward, we'll, what needs to take place and you know what I'm saying in order to speed this process up, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's think of outcomes, you know what I'm saying, versus you just in there just festering in it. And now we really ain't getting nowhere. Um so with me, you know what I'm saying, get, getting released and now I'm telling the story just verbally to people, um, close friends and family, and just seeing their body language and I'm talking about these folks you can feel the energy just shift and move as I'm telling the story. So I'm like, okay, I got something. I still don't know how I'm going to go about sharing this story. Um, and it wasn't until months later, I was chilling with one of my friends I grew up with, and he was a published author before we graduated high school in 2014. That's when he was like, hey, bro, you should write a book about the experience. And I was just like, boy, that's a good ass idea. I don't even know where to start, but that's a great idea. And um, he took it further, took, took my phone, went to my notes, left me a five-layer outline. I started filling it in. And with me doing that, I caught a feel for how I wanted to tell the story. So I moved it from the notes on my phone to a laptop so I can type it up. Four months later, um, the story was written. But it was really writing the story and getting it on paper. That was the most therapeutic part. I feel like I was truly letting it go then. Like, I step, I, like... I had it bottled up and just, you know what I'm saying, suppressed essentially. Um, because I it was just I ain't had I had no clue what I was gonna do with it. But once I figured out what to do with it, oh yeah, it was the most therapeutical thing I could have done. For real, for real. I felt my soul like truly release all of the, you know what I'm saying, the confusion, the 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 pain, the anger. I released it all onto the paper. And um, you know what I'm saying? Took additional six months to get it ready for publishing, and then when I gave it out to the masses, I was ranked the number one new bestseller in three different genres. So it was just like turning a tragedy into a triumph for sure. And from that, you know what I'm saying? It also helped me uh write the romance novel, which is something that else that I was um beating myself up subconsciously still um about the way you know what I'm saying, how everything played out and so just getting that on paper was very man i i wrote uh 14 days and four months i wrote that romance saga about two and a half weeks but i'm talking about, i was really like just tapped in and just releasing releasing it all releasing it all and it feels so different it feels so you feel so much better when it's just on paper you like looking at it now versus when it's just in the back of your head and Always, you know what I'm saying, always on the back of your mind, no matter what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just, you know what I'm saying, yeah, forgive yourself in that way. Or just whatever way, you know what I'm saying, everybody, whatever you do to, you know what I'm saying, heal yourself or, you know what I'm saying, you find therapeutic, you do what you feel is best for you. But I definitely say writing was 
was it for me for sure getting it on paper and of course some miracles as another thing that's really appropriate to teach what you want to learn is that what you did with those books yeah you know what i'm saying I've, yeah i feel like you're gonna take away a lot from the books regardless of uh how much you can relate to it or not you know what i'm saying um but i feel like it's still something that you're gonna it's a lot that you're gonna take away um just because of the perspective that i get you know what i'm saying and it's my perspective and i feel like my perspective is like no other uh and i always it's always something that you can take away from me and vice versa iron sharp iron, each one teach one you know what i'm saying you never know who may be going through a situation similar to mine's already went through it it's finna go through it you know what i'm saying so um that's why i encourage and that's why i coach people now you know what I'm saying to write their stories and you know what I'm saying whatever they've been through let's put it on paper and put it out to the universe bro you never know who could benefit from it and you still gonna benefit from it at the end of the day because now you're making money off of it so it's like it's a win-win <laughs> you know what i'm saying you went through it you received all the lessons you needed from that's one win. Now you do, you're taking those lessons and you're sharing them and teaching others. That's another win. You're helping, you're giving back. And these folks is paying you to, you know what I'm saying, learn whatever lesson that you it is that you had to learn. So it's like, bro, that's three, that's three W's right there. You can't get, you can't lose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, man. Just uh help you get get your stories out there, man. Get it out there. You never know. You never know who can benefit from something that you went through i think that's very encouraging and that's very important so this topic of supporting others to get their books out there what's in their minds on paper and available to others how, how do you go about that well so um really um people come to me if they have like with their idea or concept for the story um that they want to write um and i just pretty much walk you through each step on how to just you know what I'm saying get it there it's the same thing i went through yeah <laughs> my partner helped me with the outline and then we take an outline now we just filling it in now okay now we got this field there all right now boom we can uh start editing it get it fine-tuned make sure you know what i'm saying it's good from a punctuality standpoint readability standpoint grammatical standpoint all of that um then you know what I'm saying, we start getting the cover rolling you know what i'm saying that's a tab but that's when it's all fully creative then it's, it's fun at that point because every the hard part is over as far as the story being written now it's just all creativity okay i want to call this section uh I'm gonna get this this section of the book. This is gonna be chapter one. I want to call this chapter, whatever you know what I'm saying. And I want to call this section. This is gonna be chapter two. I want to call this chapter this. I want to call this chapter that. I want to call this chapter that. All right. Now I just sat there and put all the thing, put the whole book together. Okay. Now I feel like at this point, I feel like this, the cover should be like this. You know what I'm saying? What you know what I'm saying? Just working through how we can just make sure everything is captivating, and it'll be portrayed right there through the cover and you know, said through the book description before the person even has you know what I'm saying can crack it up and they already know what it is that they're getting into and they sold on the right then and there. 
Um, so yeah, man, that's we just work you walk you through the whole process, you know what I'm saying? Writing it, editing it, getting it set up, you know what I'm saying, and then of course just publishing, and then now the, the hardest part is marketing on the back end once it's all set and done. That's when the real work comes for real. <laughs> the show definitely gotta go hard in the marketing. So hi. Please turn your mic on again. Yo. Okay, so I my computer suddenly turned off. Um, no worries. <laughs> I don't know why. Sorry about that. No worries. No worries. So let's continue here. I'm just trying to set things up again. So. Nope. Um. Were you able to continue talking while I was? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I finished talking and I realized, you know what I'm saying? I was like, hold on, he going. <laughs> I'll have to figure out after. So, so we were with the topic of writing and how important that is to get people to share their stories. And you were saying there's so many good things coming from it and you never know whom it will reach and what it will do for them. So maybe you want to go into some of the examples of what stories that you've helped people write have done for people. Well, so um, I've right now we only we've been working with clients since since 2020. But um, and pretty much everybody is writing some form of uh true non-fictional story you know what i'm saying about their life and <clears throat> just different events that they went through and how those events shaped them um and but i've only had one person actually see it see the whole thing through and finish um he released his book back in october of last year and it's titled the fatherless child by anthony mckinney and um yeah, we uh on his debut he was ranking number one new bestseller in two different genres. Um so it was just crazy just working with him because I met him doing another podcast interview. Um and he was like a guest as well. And that was I'm telling him, you know saying I'm an author woo whoop. He was like, hey, bro, I've been trying to write a book for the longest, you know what I'm saying? I I just don't know how to go about doing it. I'm like, for sure, tell her. I can help you through help you through the whole process, you know what I'm saying? Let's lock in. We can get it done. And we locked in, just started from like the very beginning, just with an outline and from there, you know what I'm saying, filling it in. And you know what I'm saying, once the thing was written, okay, now we're just perfecting it and fine-tuning it the way he wanted, you know, he wants it. And then of course, you know what I'm saying, whereas it'll be uh, a great read for the readers. Um, then, you know what I'm saying, the cover, setting it up, getting it published, and boom, like, number one new bestseller, two different genres, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
and I know it was truly powerful from him because it's a crazy, it's a compelling story. It's a very, very compelling story about his experience growing up um, in Mississippi and uh, being molested before the age of 10 by kids, them, kids themselves, essentially. Um, but just how all that affected him and, you know what I'm saying, shaped him, shaped him to who he is today. Um, and he's dropping it as a series as well. So, and that was book one that went crazy. I'm excited to see how book two and book three and however many books he's decided to do, see how well they go. Um, and especially with it uh, being in the LGBTQ plus community or geared towards that community, you know what I'm saying? That's something that all of them, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people can relate to, you know what I'm saying? It's, even if you're not a part of that community, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have been uh, molested, as, you know what I'm saying, when they were younger and stuff like that. So, you know what I'm saying? You never know <laughs> who, you know what I'm saying, you can empower just from, you know what I'm saying, you sharing your story. You probably didn't save hundreds of lives or didn't inspire hundreds of other people to share their stories, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know what I'm saying, their traumatic experiences and let people know, all right, man, this stuff happens, but it isn't the end of the world, you know what I'm saying, and this doesn't define you. You define you at the end of the day. So, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's really, really powerful to recognize that we're all in the same boat and that that we can actually have, transcend story and actually recognize our the beauty of being, right? I think I can't put it any better than that, the beauty of being. So encouraging people to write their books and you got one of them went through the whole process with you. Others probably continued with other people or never got done. Whatever happened. Uh, no, they still working on it. It's just they just put a pause on it. Or it's just I don't know, it's they dragging their feet. You know what I'm saying? I got some people that's like we we damn near on the, the final final steps. Like we probably need one, two, you know what I'm saying, proofreads, and, and we can start setting it up, you know what I'm saying? But it's all depending on that individual. How fast they work is how fast um, we can get the book out there. It's all solely depending on upon that person. Anthony was just serious. <laughs> so we was able to get his done um, in about a year, probably less than a year. Yeah, we got his done in less than a year. And it went crazy on top of that. So it's like, hey, proof's in the pudding now. You know what I'm saying? I, we know what we're doing, so this is up to y'all. So one, one of the things I, I think is very important is to recognize that no matter how individually different our stories may appear, right, They they are stories that are, have a universal value to them. Yeah, definitely, for sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? We best teach your life is your own experience. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I've always been an individual. I ain't got to learn the hard way every single time. I can learn from my peers. Huh? those around me <laughs> for sure you definitely learn from you know what I'm saying those that are around you um 
don't make the same mistakes that they made. So um, definitely, you know what I'm saying, share yourself, share your stories, share your journeys, um, put yourself out there. And um, in some form or fashion, whatever creative way you can come up to express yourself, hey man, put it out there, man. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised how the universe receives it. No cap. So at this point, any questions or comments? I will allow the um, listeners to speak as well. But yes, go ahead. I was, yeah, I was going to leave y'all with um, this message. Um, the message is uh, from Nipsey Hussle. For those that don't know who Nipsey Hussle was, Nipsey Hussle was a mogul, uh, philanthropist, philosopher, serial entrepreneur, um, but well known for his music and his clothing line. And um, the message goes long-winded, running through this life like it was mine. Never settling, but setting every goal high. 1,000 burpees on the path to my own self-destruction or success. But what is a mistake without the lesson? You see, the best teacher in life is your own experience. And none of us know who we are until we fail. They say every person is defined by their reactions to any given situation. Well, who would you want to define you? Someone else or yourself? Whatever you choose to do, homie, give your heart to it. Stay strong. That certainly is a beautiful quote. So any any thing you would like to say, Henry, because you unmuted before? I can't hear you if you're saying something. <laughs> Okay, then let's see. So this, this choice to respond from who you are rather than letting yourself be defined by your ideas of what's going on out there, right? The things that you think are outside of you. You respond in a way that supports yourself, right? Is, is the message that you were giving. How how do you do that in your life? Um, man, just taking accountability for you. Know what I'm saying, yeah, our actions and you. Know what I'm saying the choices we make, and but not letting, like I said earlier, never don't let that hard time humble you. You know what I'm saying? Definitely take whatever it is you need to take away from the situation. Apply to your life and move forward. But the marathon continues. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This marathon still gonna continue. So um I'll continue to be me, continue to show be the same kind-hearted and loving individual um that I am. Um I ain't really let any of China turn me into something that I'm not. Um, if anything, trying to help expose me to myself, I learned who I was. Adversity introduces a man to himself or a woman to herself. Um, so 
uh, just continuing to just hustle and motivate, man. Continue to run these marathons and um, share share these stories, share my stories with the world. And I'm sure I'll continue to write more and more books. Um, I got to experience some some more things. I feel, but I know I got some. I I, I have some more books. I put some more books out there. Um, I have no clue what, but I know I put something else out there. But yes, it continue to you know what I'm saying help these people put their stories out there. If anything, for sure. Yeah, it's also something I, I heard a lot of pride in your voice when you spoke of having helped Anthony get his book out there. So I believe the process is also very enriching for you to when you're helping people to get their books out there or their stories out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, because it's like I went through it, and on my first time doing it, I hit the ball at the park, not once, but multiple times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and it for me to just jump into this field with no real knowledge of how I'm gonna go about doing it, just got an idea, and I'm just I just took it and ran with it and learned as I was going, and. Um, for it to go crazy the way that it went. And it was, like I said, just something that was just truly spontaneous. I'm like, man, this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. And becoming an author is already this esoteric God-like ability that only the special among us will ever be able to get to experience. People already feel like it's on that type of time, and that's not the case at all. I wanted to say, hey, bro, you should write a book about it. That's a great idea. I don't even know where to start, but that's a great idea. But just willing, be willing just with me willing to, you know what I'm saying, take it on and um, knowing, I, you know what I'm saying, okay, I got something on my hands. So I'm finna, uh, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it 100. I'm finna get my all to it. I ain't just finna half ass it. No, we finna, we finna go all in. Um, so to just take all the game and, you know what I'm saying, all the wisdom and the blueprint that I, you know what I'm saying, was able to construct and give it to another individual. Um, Alisa walked them through it. And for their results to be the same exact thing, it's just like, <laughs> that is crazy. I don't feel like that is, that's just mind boggling to me, you know what I'm saying? And then we own our work on top of that. That's what's most important. We own this of it, you know what I'm saying? So. Um, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying, turning folks into bosses, little do they know. So, so I'm kind of, kind of wondering if my voice is there, because, um, now we hear like, you, you guys have been breaking up, uh, in between, like the, uh, I've been listening since the, be well, not quite the beginning, I've kind of missed the beginning, I, I, I was there a little before the sending uh the well you, you know the whole thing i'm not i'm not familiar exactly how it's all called on facebook but i was like before the starting i was there trying to hear you guys it didn't didn't work out so we've got some i'm in germany i guess uh i don't i don't even know your name uh, sir, 
uh, pardon me for uh, miss miss saying it. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> anyway, um, you're beautiful. I, I really appreciate you coming on to this program. Chancellor Jackson is what I what I see here. I'm kind of curious why the, why it's called Chancellor, <laughs> but um, so you're you're um, ascending. Um, Wanako and Chancellor Jackson broke up for me. So if 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 ever we want, like that's what I want. I, I want this. What what Wanako is doing to get to be broadcasted purely and and beautifully. So these these little interruptions, like like I thought they were miraculous, because <laughs> some stuff happened for me personally in between. That that was really nice, and I I don't want to try to explain it, but um. So anyway, so apparently the connection <laughs> is reestablished. So maybe you want to tell me, uh, Mr. Jackson, why there's a Chancellor Jackson, and then there's like this K O R L E H G in your name. Like, can you pronounce that for me and who you are? Yeah, for sure. Um, Chancellor. Jackson, um, that's my first and last name, and the K O R L E H, uh, that's my middle name. So, and that's pronounced Corlay, um, Corlay, and it uh, symbolizes um, the core, the bare essence. Beautiful. For sure, for sure. Appreciate it. My mama got my name from a. Uh, a soap opera <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> One of the characters on the soap opera was named oh. Chancellor. She heard it and she loved okay. it. So. Well, here's a surprise for you. I'm, I, I'm a um, an opera singer. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that's, yeah, that's crazy right there. Definitely. Yeah, that, that's beautiful to be thankful for one's name. I like that. <laughs> so you were speaking about things like people of color and gender and things like that that fascinate you. And it must have, there must be more to that, that part of your life of how you see these things. Um, in my in my understanding, there's so much to that, you know, that goes so deep, you know, the questions of why do we have prejudices? What, what do we do with them? And how do we let go of them when they become obvious to us that they're not helpful, right? And then how do we choose to be authentically who we are independent of these terms, right? These terms are, and, and the way I understand it, are there to help us, to, to allow us to be who we are, rather than to label people the way some people think they are meant to be used. But I don't think that's the case. 
uh yeah i don't yeah i definitely agree with you um that, that made perfect sense um but i feel like just human nature we will always find something to separate or divide you know what i'm saying ourselves from you know what i'm saying they, they're gonna always find something to <laughs> classify somebody being better than the other um so yeah it's just I don't know. It's, it's, it takes, it's going to take a lot of unlearning and relearning and it's going to have to take everybody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got to be willing to, to, you know what I'm saying? Forget this one way of live, uh, living in this, this was certain thought press thought process of yours and develop a whole new go about essentially. Um, and I feel like <laughs> I'll be, I'll be cracking jaw. Like I feel like that probably won't happen until something, else of like a whole completely another being comes to earth and now we're in a position where it's us humans versus whatever this new entity is that's when we're that's when all of that other all these labels and category all that shit, all that will cease to exist then <laughs> now because now we really got to come together and take on whatever this new thing is um but yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's been a, it's been set like this so long bro man all we can do is um just expose ourselves um to the information and just be the change instead of you know what I'm saying trying to look for it be the change that we want to see and control what we can control and that's you know what I'm saying our communities um our people you know what I'm saying our families you know what I'm saying it starts small start off small like that and then over time, you know what I'm saying, it'll grow. So. Yeah, I think that's very important to start where we are at, right? So the same with story, telling your story, you know, go from where you are at. <laughs> don't, don't ask yourself to be ahead of who you are now. <laughs> It's for, for me, it's kind of like, like my, my prejudices are if, if I, if I look at the pictures of the, like, like I, I think I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly how this Facebook stuff works. I don't think that you see the picture of me. Like I see this guy called Wanako and he, like he's got a uh, pair of glasses on and like on my picture his, his, his face is a little fatter I don't see his uh, feet I don't see his, his arms <laughs> and uh, like Chancellor I, I, I kind of see one of your your arms it's like like you got big muscles bigger than mine <laughs> oh and you got a beard oh and you got black hair oh you got uh, uh curly black hair and oh my goodness you have black skin uh, i'm i'm gonna tell you something which is good, probably gonna surprise you <laughs> but uh but but like like as henry that, that's that's my first name <laughs> i grew up in a community where there were no black people I, I know like even the word black is like stupid. It's like you're not black. <laughs> uh, 
let me see. Are you black? Well, if you were black, I couldn't see you, right? <laughs> so, well, it's a, like for, for me, it's a funny idea. But anyway, let let me get to the point. Uh, like a, a prejudice is like a prejudging. Pre, like if you, if you just take the word apart and just look at it, right? Carefully, it's like prejudge. And when I look at your body, without remembering who, who who and what you are, like your middle name is 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 like your mother's description of who you are and what you are, and it's so beautiful, I I love it. Okay, so so I I try to hold on to that, and I try to say, like this Wanako guy, he's he's a good friend of mine. Well, that's what I call him. I don't know what he calls me. <laughs> and I, well, that's his his deal but um we we both read this this book called the course of miracles and there's like 20 lessons in there and they, and they, and they say well i am not a body and that's kind of like whoa wait wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute what do you say to me i'm not a body i'm henry that's who i you know I'm Jack. I'm Jackson. I'm Chandler Jackson. I'm Henry. What are you, what are you talking about? I'm Wanako, right? And, <laughs> and so at one point in in my studies of this book, I said, "Well, there, there must be, there must be some mistake here. Maybe, maybe I'm not Henry. I am not a body. I'm free. I'm still as God created me." And so 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 like this thing that you're uh, bumped that you've bumped into, Jack. Uh, Mr. Jackson, Mr. Chancellor Jackson, is a course of miracles, <laughs> and this book is like totally radical. Like when I'm when I met this book, <laughs> honestly, okay, I'm, I mean that as this Henry character, honestly, I almost threw the damn thing <laughs> in the garbage can. Okay, <laughs> so okay, over to you. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Henry. Yeah, it's really an important aspect of everything. You know, we're just seeing faces, bodies, hearing words, and we we are most likely ignoring who we actually are while we're doing it, and <laughs> we're mostly likely not aware of who we actually are. So this idea of joining together to remember who we are, which is one of the beautiful thoughts that I have behind having this podcast as well, right, is to, to join together and remember who we actually are. And that who we actually are has nothing to do with what we look like here in these pictures here and these words that we're speaking. And so that that's, you know, and that's what I think is one of the beauties of, of having written your books. You, you experience this transformation of, wow, there's so much more to life, right? And I can be understood. People gain something from what I'm sharing, you know? And I think that's that's also an important thing of, of podcasting and all these things that I'm offering, you know, is that you actually gain something from it. And it's amazing, you know, it's like, 
oh, I'm just this guy, you know, this person. And who am I, right? Yeah. And according to A Course in Miracles, I'm infinitely valuable. Okay. What does that mean? You know, is that, and what does that mean when you're putting out the word, you know, you're all infinitely valuable. And, and I am too. And, and, but I don't believe it at this moment. I'm still speaking about it. I'm willing to speak about it and, and, and entertain the idea that we all might really be infinitely valuable, right? And we may not be bodies, right? Who says that the body is who we are? You know, it, it never works that way anyways, right? And all these prejudices are usually based on, on bodies, on material things, on material traits and things that we're believing give us the right to, to judge. Right? But it's also, like you said, you know, it's all about separation. And A Course in Miracles recognizes that and says, yes, this world is only, as long as you're still in the separation thinking, is only there to support the idea that you could be separate from who you actually are. But in truth, when you change your mind about it, it can all be used to remember that you are, are already whole and complete. And that, and that's, and I think that's something that you started discovering through your questioning everything and through writing and through sharing and through being willing to go deep with everything.
hey, let's follow through and let's look at it. And let's go deep with this idea. There is more to life than what I'm seeing here, you know? Yeah, what, I, what I think is there. Yeah. 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 It's like um like the 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 book is actually uh, well very very accurate. Even even in the title it's almost it's almost a joke and I uh, I I I don't Okay, uh Chancellor you I I'm expecting you to take a a, a a leap in faith for this moment <laughs> but like when i say it's it's a joke to call it a course in miracles okay because there's only one miracle and, and it's called a course in miracles <laughs> so so there's the joke right right there in the title but you don't get that joke until <laughs> until um yeah like like i'm expecting somewhere in like like we, we've hardly talked i mean you know we've only talked what not not even an hour with each other well an hour and a half but like um th this body that that that's talking now has already been around for like 64 years so i've, I've been thinking about this stuff a, a wee bit a wee bit <laughs> and um like God is love, God. I, like I didn't, I didn't hear much about what you were talking about with God, and like Holy Spirit, like that's the name of this um, Holy Spirit's curriculum for joy. <laughs> and um, so, so I, I kind of figure that you, you at least have some kind of, well, idea of, about what that means, but like, like. Like I'm kind of an outsider, like the third party in this in in this equation, but it's like, well, like the Holy Spirit is like between me and God. You, you might you might say it that way, but that, that's pretty accurate. It's like the voice for God, for me, as this like a little shit thing called Henry. Well, okay, so I kind of was derogatory with calling myself a shit thing but you know it's like um <laughs> if you're an american you understand what i'm saying you know you know you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying yeah. hey hey you, you, i i don't want to i don't want to bash bash you at all but you say that a whole whole bunch <laughs> it's like i've got my fill words and this beautiful wanako guy here my my friend, I call him my friend. I don't I don't know what he calls me. <laughs> and anyway, um, he he pointed out to me this beautiful idea that maybe maybe this idea of all these fill words that we put in between what we're talking, you know, I I know I know that he's got he's got this right because I've been looking at the before he told me about this stuff. Is these fill words are like our subconsciousness coming coming into our our mind and, and seeing we're looking at ourselves. You know what I mean?
Yeah, and well, one of the messages from A Course in Miracles about that is the message is more is is the most important, not the form. And so there's many people who get very attached to the form. So it has to come in Christian words. It has to come in A Course in Miracle words. It has it to does. come as a biography, or it has to come as a mathematical equation, or whatever else, right? Yeah. Or yeah. There's so many different ways that people think that a message has to come through, otherwise it's not believable. Yeah, yeah. And so the, the most important thing is the message. That's something we better Absolutely. not forget. Yeah. And that's what yeah. keeps us willing to be open-minded. Yeah. So that's what I, like, a, like Henry was suggesting, you know, you were willing to come on a podcast that's called The Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy. So you obviously are open-minded, right? Because otherwise that would have put you, might have put you off or it might have made you totally psyched, depending on what, what your ideas about things are. But anyways, so, or leery or whatever else, right? So you, you said, okay, my message is important. And if the host is interested and so on, yes, I'm going to go there. And that, that I think is something that I appreciate a lot. That one is willing to engage in a conversation. Me too. And willing to be surprised where it leads to. Continue to put yourself out there, man. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, I know my message and my journey um, speaks value. Everybody, every podcast show I've been on, you know what I'm saying, I always leave um, a huge impact um, on the host and, of course, whoever's listening. Um, so that's it. Yeah, I just continue to put myself out there, expose myself, uh, expose myself to the world, and, you know what I'm saying, of course, expose the world to me. So, um, yeah, man, appreciate you for having me. Um, and, you know what I'm saying, setting everything up and being patient. Working with me, you know what I'm saying? We was trying to find a good time to, you know what I'm saying, do this, but you know what I'm saying, we're here now. So, yeah, man, just, it's all part of the marathon. It's all part of the marathon. I got a long way to go, you know what I'm saying? The world doesn't know Chancellor K. Jackson yet, so still got some work to do. Yeah, we are all excited to get to know each other, right? And that's something that many of us forget, you know, <laughs> how exciting it, it can be to join together in learning and remembering who we actually are. And we, we uh, the most potent way of doing is that is seeing each other differently, you know, to opening our minds for each other, opening up and listening. So, yes. That's a very important part of this podcast, is listening to my guests. <laughs> so thank you for being here. And I'd like to ask you, how can people reach you if they want to reach out to you? And you'll give me the links afterwards as well, so I can put it in the show notes. And yeah. So yeah, man, uh, the best search engine we got right now, Google. You can Google Chancellor K. Jackson. 
Google 14 days in Beijing. Um, everything you'll need will uh, pop up when you, you, just, you really just search my name. Everything you'll need to pop up. You can find me on all social media platforms except TikTok. I ain't on TikTok, but you can find me on everything else. <laughs> um, you can find copies of all three of my books available on Amazon as well as my website, chancellorkjackson.com. Again, any aspiring authors out there that, you know what I'm saying, got an idea or a concept for a story, but don't know how to go, go about putting it on paper, or say you've written a whole book, but don't know how to go about publishing it. Tap in with your boy. I can walk you through either or process or both of them if need be. And for my non-readers out there that are interested in embarking on a 14-day journey, but don't really like reading, hey, I got the audio book for you. And I'm reading it. It's a vibe. It's available on SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. So y'all can tap in with it. Um, it's very theatrical, so I know y'all enjoy it. But yeah, man, just Google me. Y'all can find me. Yeah, wonderful. So, and thank you all for listening. Thank you, Henry, for joining in the conversation. We really enriched it. And well, blessings you. to you all. And till next time. Oh, one sec.